All right, hello and, ev- and welcome everyone to the Rebellious Noise. That, what a start that was, Rob, to the Rebellious Noise Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, my name is Scott, joined by uh, my favourite luchador, of course, uh, with Rob. We are here to talk WWE again. It's time to preview and predict uh, not just Survivor Series, but Survivor Series War Games. That's right, the Brandon is back this year and we are going to see two War Games matches. So we'll be predicting them and the other matches surrounding them uh, right after this. Welcome to the Rebellious Noise Pro Wrestling Channel. On this channel, we bring you some great content from inside and outside of the squared circle. We will go through and offer some in-depth analysis of the biggest events of the year, as well as bringing you exclusive interviews with some of the industry's biggest names. There will also be live show reviews, in-depth features, and podcasts. So make sure you give that subscribe button a slam so you don't miss any of the action. All right, well, we ain't missing any of the action, Rob, because we are here, even though both of us are feeling rough. Uh, the winter's setting in now, of course. Uh, if you hear Rob speaking, when I give him a chance to in a moment, you'll hear he's got a bit of a rough voice. Uh, and I'm here with a cup of tea to try and warm myself up as well. How you doing, Rob, other than... Uh, Clearly been uh, under the weather. Yeah, under the weather, under the mask. Um, I'm doing all right, um, you know, as best as I can. Um, yeah, you know, you, the UK bug has is, is hit the household. So yeah. just just trying to get on with it, really. Um, get a cup of Bovril and uh, she'll be all right. <laughs> Bovril, wow. Um, it seems we're having a little bit of a delay there because uh, just by your reaction to my uh, my question there. So hopefully we catch up in a moment. Uh, for anyone watching us live, thank you. Anyone watching us demand, uh, thank you as well. And of course, we are now uh, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts with the audio versions of the podcast. So thank you to anyone tuning in uh, through that as well. So what we're going to do is get through... Um, uh, get through the night, Rob, together by uh, talking about pro wrestling. Uh, the only way we know how. Uh, we'll be talking again about the two War Games matches and the kind of rumours surrounding uh, some of these matches as well. Um, so what mm-hmm. we'll do is we've we currently got, I think, five matches have been announced uh, by WWE as of uh, the most recent Monday Night Raw. Of course, we've still got SmackDown to go on Friday. Um, and if any changes uh, kind of come up there, we'll add our predictions to our build-up show, of course, which we'll be doing live on the night of the PLE itself. But uh, let's just get straight into it, mate. Let's go in heavy straight away. I reckon we should start with a War Games match. What are you thinking? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounds like you're on delay from me. <laughs> Am I still in delay? Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> unless you really are just that ill and it's making, making your reaction times very slow anyway. Um, oh, all right. Hopefully, uh, sorry for the <laughs> listener if there is a gap between us chatting here, but let's go. <laughs> just sounded like the most <laughs> unenthusiastic fake um, enthusiasm. Uh, yeah, man, like 10 seconds late. Right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> let's get to uh, the War Games match. The women's one will start on first. Uh, and of course, as you can see, uh, sadly, Dan and Lucas haven't 
uh, managed to join us tonight. Uh, Dan sent in these predictions, though. I don't think Lucas managed to do it in time, uh, but uh, I'm told he wants to make it onto the build-up show anyway. So we'll be back on a weekend for his predictions as well. But let's get into uh, the Women's War Games match. Uh, and you know what? Let's just start with Dan's prediction first. Uh, I'll go from there, and then I'll let you take it from there, and we'll figure it out after that. So the Women's War Games, uh, the prediction... From Dan is damage control to win. Now let's just bring up the uh, the match graphic just there to kind of uh, really uh, knuckle down on who's actually in this match. Of course, we've got damage control uh, with new member, of course, um, on the other side of things. And of course, that is is probably the biggest part of this. Uh, the kind of talking points for this match will be surrounding the kind of members of damage control and how that's going to look going forward. Um, and then on the other side of that, we've got Charlotte, uh, we've got Bianca, we've got Becky, and uh, we've got, oh, mate, her name's escaped me now. Um, why am I blanking on her name? Um, spiky hair. Uh, awful. Why have I forgotten her name? Yeah, uh, this is Shotzi. this is terrible, huh? You're not helping being twenty seconds behind. Shotzi, Shotzi, all right, did he? Shotzi, flipping it. Oh, mate, what a start to the to the podcast. <laughs> um, right, yeah. Shotzi, of course. Right, um, I don't think they're winning either. I'm going to go straight in with it. I do think damage control is going to look straight. No, actually, no, I'm not sure. Straight, that's too simple because the whole thing is again that is, you know. Issues between damage control under the surface, you would imagine, with Bailey surely being kicked out of the group um, very soon. Uh, whether it happens here, I don't know. Of course, Dakota's not in this match herself. Um, but damage control looks like a team of five at the moment. Um, and it looks like things are being done without Bailey's kind of knowledge really you know we're getting new members of the team and and kind of things happening surrounding um crown jewel and she looks shocked mm. about it and then it continues on uh smackdown i believe and she looks shocked about it again um so i feel like some you know something's bubbling under the surface here so surely her being the one that takes the pin gives them a reason to kick her out right so yeah, actually, I think that's where I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go with damage control are going to lose. Um, and I'm not going to bonus point it, but I do think it's because uh, Bailey's going to be kicked out of the group from this point. So, yeah. Win for the uh, team babyface, I guess we'll call them. Or team shot season is I forgot her name. I'll give yeah. her that. <laughs> I'm still wondering if I'm on delay because you would have just said something and I'm just randomly laughing later on. Um, <laughs> That's all right. I'll take am I still on delay? Laugh. A tiny bit, I think. I'm still, I'm on, still, still on delay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who do you reckon? Damage control or team babyface? Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think something's culminating... In it's either going to start at war games now, mm. or with the stuff with Bailey, or we're going to get something along the lines of a Bailey turns at war games to help the baby faces get the win. I feel like that's okay. that's the natural idea, like it makes sense to do that. But 
I don't know. But I'm definitely going Team Shotzi. All right. Well, see, I think you kind of put a bit of doubt in my mind there of like, yeah, all these times these stories seem a bit too obvious. They don't usually happen straight away. So maybe you're right. Maybe they do get the win and it's later on that Bailey is kicked out of the group because that just feels like the way they're going with it. Um, but I'm going to go bold, go bold because I think there's just so much going to be happening between now and you've got the Rumble in just a few months' time. Then when the road to WrestleMania, you need to kind of get storylines going straight away. So um, unless it is at more closer to WrestleMania because then Bailey kind of becomes babyface or something like that, as you say, and that is a Mania match or something like that because she hasn't really had much to do at Mania in recent years either. So, ah, yeah, I'm kind of uh, second-guessing myself there, but I'm locked in. Uh, and I'm going for a win uh, for what we've described uh, as Team Shotzi. Now, with that in mind, uh, we are going to move over to uh, another match in just a moment. Uh, again, we haven't got Lucas's uh, predictions just yet, but we'd love to hear what you think uh, in the comments down below. Let us know what you think is going to happen here at Survivor Series War Games on the weekend, and as I mentioned just a moment ago, we'll be back uh, on Saturday night itself, uh, filling in the gaps of any matches that haven't been announced just yet on our build-up show as well. If you haven't joined us for a build-up show before, uh, they are some of our most fun streams to do. You think this one started chaotic? Well, that one's even more so, but in a, in a more fun way, I'll say, uh, where we basically predict the show and we talk about last-minute rumours because I'm sure uh, there's going to be a lot floating around, just like there has been uh, in the past few days, uh, of course, around uh, this show in general because there's a certain name rob that a lot of people are talking about and that is of course cm punk and uh we'll mm. get to that i think in a little bit but let's move on to another match now let's move on to uh carlito uh versus santos escobar now of course um escobar recently turning uh, pretty much turned his back on Rey Mysterio and the LWO. Quite awkward when you see him coming out of the LWO title on his hand, but there we are. Um, it, a lot of rumours about people being called up from NXT to kind of potentially either join the LWO or join Escobar, and there'd be some sort of like civil war between the LWO, which I like the sound of. Uh, anytime we do that kind of thing, you know, Wolfpack and, uh, you know, Bullet Club have done similar things as well. Um, it will be interesting to see here. Um, and... I think, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more of Santos Escobar as, as a heel. He was great in NXT with uh, uh, Legado uh, Fantasma, Del Fantasma. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just looking forward to seeing what they do here. Now, Carlito's come back. And, of course, some people will probably expect him to get the win because he's the legend. He's just come back. But I think this is all about Santos Escobar and kind of moving him into that kind of new direction. For him to get the loss, uh, I think, would be... Uh, a bad decision. As much as I like Carlito and I don't exactly want him to come back to a losing streak, um, for me, the, the story here is Santos Escobar. It's not Carlito. So uh, I think this might be where Escobar gets the help, whether it is be from the members of the OWO and then they, you know, get help elsewhere uh, with the other guys from NXT. I know uh, Angle Gaza was one of the people they're thinking would uh, come up. And um, uh, who is the other one? I'm not doing good with names today. Uh, and uh, Or they could, you know, join the elder. It, it could go either way, uh, essentially. But I'm going to go in quick and easy with this one, mate, and uh, say I reckon Santos Escobar is going to be picking up the win because he has to, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, am I still on delayed? It sounds like I'm a little bit. Sure yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll speak. Yeah. All right. Well... 
Look, I'll be um, as quick as I can, obviously, so then it cuts out the uh, awkward like gaps. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's Santos winning makes the most sense. But my thought process would be he takes the two guys that are from LWO and basically becomes like Escobar's new group. And with Carlito then being on his own, he got the mm-hmm. likes of Axiom um, and Dragon Lee, for example, uh, as long as well as the two guys that you've spoken about that could come up. So there could yeah. be a couple of men, and then it does become a new LWO versus whatever Escobar calls his group. Well, it could um, be because the other two guys are the ones that were from Legado del Fantasma already, right? So he could just reform them. And then the L- LWO yeah. could take over Angle Gaza and uh, Umberto uh, Correa. That was the other one. Um, so maybe they go that way, or like you say, they could, they could go either side, or, or or some of the other names you mentioned there as well. But it, I think you're right. It feels like something's happening here. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it needs to happen to keep it, one that all the guys busy, and two to keep the feud alive because obviously Ray's out with the injury. Um, mm-hmm. They had another knee operation, so he's out for like three months. So if that's the case, they need to do something to keep this to keep this going. Because I mean, when Ray comes back, does he want redemption against Logan? Does he want something against Escobar? It, like, there's so much that needs to be answered. And if they stop now, it's it's going to be like a really dead finish to like a really good build. Yeah, I completely agree. I think there's got to be something going on. I think. Uh, in some ways, it's easy to go, oh, you know, more kind of Hispanic people jumping into the stable. And it's just a bit too obvious in some ways. But I think it kind of, as you said, it kind of needs to go somewhere. Because if it just ends up being, without Ray, it just ends up being Santos Escobar being a heel. Like, and the team disbands or kind of go on without Ray. I think it will kind of, it just it won't really sit well. And, and I think there are a lot of people floundering because of it. So the best way to do it is pump new life, either into that group or for that group to go against. Cause if that group's just going to get sent Santos Escobar on his own, that's not as great either. Yes. Carlito could kind of take over a little bit more in the faction, but in, in this stage, it feels like he's doing it in Ray's honor. And it's just, yeah, a little bit of a tricky one if they don't add more people to it. And I do think that will kind of help um, whether he kind of, converts people away from the LWO or he just gets brand new helpers himself and goes against the LWO. I do think Escobar um, kind of building up a little uh, stable does make the most sense. We um, um Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, or we, um, you know, if Carlito does need someone to call upon um, and he hasn't got the backing of anyone right now, you know, he's got two, two nephews that would be... Um, willing to jump back in again. Um, You'd hope. You know, yeah. maybe they, yeah. I mean, Los Matadores, or we can bring her back as a... Epicor and Primo. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> You're getting a run in there, Rob. I do have a background in the fear, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But maybe them as well. <laughs> maybe. Um, speaking of Santos Escobar, uh, we spoke to him when he was being much nicer than he is lately. Um, of course, uh, chatting to Dan a little while ago on the channel, talking about coming in uh, to the WWE with his mask, of course, taking it off, working with Rey Mysterio, the LWO, and uh, even tells us a little bit of a 
Money in the Bank history as well. So uh, if you haven't already, check that interview out. Of course, we've got more than just uh, predictions and preview podcasts on this channel. Uh, we do uh, talk WWE uh, beyond that and have a great opportunity to chat to uh, WWE superstars like Santos Escobar. So uh, give that a view if you haven't done so already. Let's get into another women's match, though. We're going to talk uh, Rhea Ripley versus Zoe Stark. Uh, it was interesting, of course, on the last PLE where we had uh, five people in that match. Um, and we weren't quite sure why they went for five. Uh, I, I did think it was a quite enjoyable uh, match. If you if you haven't already, guys, you can go back and watch our reactions to it, our instant reaction on this very channel. Uh, we also did a watch along for uh, Crown Jewel as well. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a very enjoyable match. But again, we weren't quite sure who was going where and why. It felt like Zoe Stark would have been in this position anyway because of the whole thing with Trish Stratus, which went nowhere because Trish went away straight away. Um and then we kind of coasted and it feels like we've finally got to the point where it seemed like she was going to be. So that would kind of make me feel like, oh, maybe she's going to win it. But at the same time, is there any need to take the title for Rhea Ripley at the moment? It's, uh, it's a bit of a tricky one there. So what we'll do this time, uh, we'll go for another one of Dan's uh, predictions here. Um, oh, sorry. Actually, I missed his one on the last one. Dan said Carlito to beat Santos Escobar. <laughs> Um, as well. Um, so he's gone opposite from us there. Uh, but this time round, he has said uh, Rhea Ripley is going to retain and beat Zoe Stark. What are you thinking on that one, Rob? Rhea or Zoe? Um, look, I, I, I'm in two minds. I think it's great the idea of having Zoe in that position um, because we've got the stuff going on at the moment with Nia and Raquel. Um, looks like Nia is going to be on the warpath. I feel like she's going to be the person to dethrone Ripley because I think it'll go from one hill and it'll really push Nia as a bigger hill and she'll get that bigger moment and she'll get a lot more heat from that. So I feel, unfortunately, it's not going to be Stark's time, but I can see Stark being a baby face to actually take it off her. So in long booking, long-term booking, I would say that's where I'd like to see it go because that'd be great for Stark because mm. um, I think Stark taking it off Ripley isn't going to get a reaction that they want because people love Ripley. Stark taking it off of Nia yeah. would be a beautiful reaction because mm-hmm. of the way it'd be done. So first shout. I'm saying, yeah. yeah, I'm so I'm saying uh, Ripley retains, um, but it, I'm hoping it could be match of the night. You know. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, on on the last PLA, really enjoyed this um, women's championship match. Um, and, uh, yeah, just uh, hopeful for, for something in this show to kind of impress because I think Zoe Stark getting that opportunity now in the one-on-one uh, against Rhea Ripley is quite a big opportunity for her. Of course, again, mentioned she was in that five-way uh, and did quite well in that as well and, and did very well in her feud uh, alongside uh, Trish Stratus against uh, Becky Lynch as well in that mm-hmm. part she played. So looking forward to seeing what she can do kind of when the spotlight is on her, so to speak. But I agree with you. I don't think this is when she'll be losing it. So my prediction is that Rhea Ripley will win. Uh, and I think that's the right decision as well. I know we kind of went in depth on the last uh, kind of round of predictions and podcasts about Grand Jewel, about Rhea's reign and how it maybe isn't exactly what people hope it would be as far as elevating the, the women's division and the title, but um, because of her work being so good in the Judgment Day. And again, it just doesn't make sense to take a title away from the Judgment Day, in my opinion, at the moment. And from someone who, again, I will say is probably 
the actual leader of the judgment day by the way she's being positioned at the moment so to take title off her i think will make her look weak within her group rather than it being a problem making her look weak within the women's division um so yeah for me it's all about keeping it on her for the judgment day i think they will do that interesting that you say that stark could kind of play the role of being the baby face to take off naya and how naya being a heel could take off of another heel in ripley uh, that is a strange kind of thing usually because the heel chasing the heel and whatever doesn't always work out but as you say Rhea is kind of you know wink wink nudge nudge pretty much a baby face as well because she's so liked so um as are the rest of the judgment day in some ways so um kind of depends how it's played there but yeah I, i'm in agreement with you um that i think that is a possible kind of scenario and where we get to uh, eventually with these guys and i do think as you say, what, a heel taking off a heel isn't always a big deal, but a heel in Naya taking off doesn't matter who it is or what she's playing in Rhea is a big deal because of how much people love Rhea and unfortunately, uh, the kind of uh, views people have about Naya these days online as well. is that, Ironically, they're just going to play into it and, and kind of good for them <laughs> work into that as well. So um, people want to boo her anyway. So um Right, so that was uh, Rhea versus Zoe. Uh, so we've both gone for Rhea in that one, right? Yeah. And so has Dan. So it'll be interesting to see again what Lucas says. Uh, join us in uh, a few days, Saturday night, for our build-up show, and we'll kind of find out there. Right, let's get on to uh, the Intercontinental title. Uh, a big one here, just because this title hasn't been defended on PLE for quite some time now, and that's been a shame, but good for versus The Miz. Now, in some ways, this is a very obvious one, but there's always that kind of, uh, you know, well, we've got to lose it at some point, I feel, and also they've, in my opinion, done a good job at making a storyline that makes sense here. Um, this time around, let's, uh, let's start with you, Rob. What do you reckon is going to happen with the IC title come Survivor Series? Um... We have the greatest intercontinental champion of all time going against Gunther. Um, I cannot wait to see. (laughs) I cannot wait to see um, this match, man. Like turning Miz to a baby face um, in the way that they have done it has been so good to see. Yeah. Um, I mean, Miz is up there with, you know, with the IC title. He elevated it more than once. Gunther's doing that at the moment. And, don't know if you've been seeing online, but Gunther said he's he's now bigger than the title. So at some point he's going to have to drop it, and I feel like he can be the world champion. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know when it's going to be. I don't think Miz is going to get the win here. I do think it's going to be Gunther. Um, but I think this is this is the, the the turning point for maybe Gunther's downfall. I mean, he had great matches against Chad Gable. Um, yeah. You know, he's looked solid throughout. He's had good matches all that throughout his career at the moment as a run, as the ISC. I think he's going to continue that run against the Miz, um, and it'll be a banging match. Um, unfortunately, he's not going to be the Miz yet, but I can see it being Gunther. See, I still got uh, this thought of, of LA Knight going after either the US or the ISC. Uh, obviously, US, we've talked about the, the connection there with Logan, but I think even beating um, uh, Gunther would be a big moment for him. So, um, yeah, I don't think Gunther's losing it here, but I like this story. I like what they've done. You, you said they're greatest IC champ, and I think that is debatable. Gunther even said, which I think was partly in character the other day, you know, that the Miz represents that, that what he doesn't like about the IC and, and the period he doesn't like, essentially. Um, but, I, you know, I think why well, I kind of see where he's coming from, and again, I think is partly in character. I think Miz is, like, the best in... 
the bad part of the IC era, like bad eras of the IC, he's usually the best because he does mm-hmm. quite often elevate it, and he is still a big star. And you know, there have been some really good reigns that Miz has had with that title. Um, but it is a different title at the moment. It feels like, and it is all about how Gunther's kind of, Gunther's made it something in in the kind of a, a new way. So he's reinvented that title, and um, yeah, to kind of put it back on Miz, I think would be silly would go backwards for the IC um not saying that I don't think he can ever you know he should never win it again or anything like that I just think it kind of even though he's like the best of that bad era it kind of feels like it's undoing some stuff there we're going backwards again with the IC title so um but again how do you go forward with it who does it go on I think that's why I think someone like LA would be quite good um and then where's it go from there but hey um but yeah, I, I think ultimately Gunther is going to win and I think he should win because I still don't think this is when we're going to see that title kind of change hands and, and who it's going to go on to because it will undo it. Yes, Gunther will be going up to that main event, surely. Um, so, But that could still happen at any time. Um, so I don't think it kind of uh, means it's happening here. But it's just that kind of little bit of a threat of, what if they do? I mean, he is like a big icy kind of guy guy himself miss you know he's, he's very much linked with his title throughout his career so i like what they've done here i think it is more similar to that time when we saw um the new day going up against um uh the usos to try and prevent them from breaking the record you know i think it's kind of things like that is it feels like that similar kind of match here where it's just kind of getting us to yeah. that next level and like you said getting miss to work as a baby face as well i think it's, it's kind of uh, gone down a lot better than a lot of people expected and uh, has been quite an enjoyable run. Um, speaking of enjoyable, uh, we've actually managed to have a nice little chat with Gunther on this channel uh, and uh, Ludwig Kaiser, as you can see there. We talk about fashion, of course, as you can see uh, how fetching they look there, uh, their future goals, the IC title and their time together on the main roster as well. Of course, a uh, uh, kind of deep connection between these guys uh, and uh, cut their teeth essentially in Europe, in Germany, where of course WWE will be heading next year for the Bastion Berlin and uh, stick with us right here on this channel because of course we aim to cover that as much as we can and hey, you never know, maybe we'll be over there as well. So um, let's move on to the main event but before we do that I'm going to get us to Dan's prediction for that one just there. Uh, Dan has also gone for Gunther uh, doesn't see Miz walking out with that IC title. So uh, let's move into the main event. And of course, uh, on this past Raw, it's uh, been rumoured quite a bit about who might be showing up on this event. We'll kind of touch on that just before we get out of here uh, after we predicted this match itself, unless it kind of affects our predictions, of course. Um, but it's been said that they kind of wanted to... Um, not have people going in expecting a certain person to be the last person coming out on the side of the baby faces. So they very, 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 very much made it clear uh, who it was going to be. Uh, and of course, uh, that is uh, Randy Orton. Now, uh, talk about the men's, uh, uh, I was going to say bloodline match there. I'm just still thinking about last year's um uh, War Games match, of course, where we did have the bloodline. It was a stable uh, versus a, a non-stable at the time. And uh, that's kind of what we're getting with this one here, Rob. We are, of course, getting at the Judgment Day. And I, let's, first of all, before we get into the match itself, um, are you like me and just being very glad that we're seeing something with the Judgment Day uh, once again? 
Yeah, definitely. It's it's nice to see something actually happening other than then just coming out and interrupting someone during Raw. Um, <laughs> you know, it's always good when uh, something's actually happening, uh, especially, and I think it's the perfect kind of thing for them with it being War Games, like there's enough of them. Uh, the idea, yeah. I can also picture Dom being the last one out. Um, like He's like, no, you go, you go, you go, because like, he doesn't want to be a oh, part okay. of yeah, a like match, that. but obviously yeah. he has to be. Um, so, um, yeah, so I can see something like that happening. I enjoy it. I'm liking the idea. What annoys me, though, is the fact that we've had to announce, we had to get the announcement of Randy Orton mm. um, instead of getting the big pop at Chicago because of these CM Punk rumours. Like, it, yeah. it actually frustrates me because what a mate, the pop that that would have got in Chicago yeah. would have yeah. been madness. But now it's kind of half hearted. Like he's going to get a pop that he comes out, but it's, it's spoiled. Like, yeah. because of these CM Punk rumors. And the thing that's annoying is they haven't even mentioned Punk just, just because it's in <laughs> Chicago. That means nothing. Cole Cabana could come yeah, out. And, and to be that, fair, right? I, I think it's technically not even in Chicago. It's on the outskirts. Like, it's still in Illinois, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's um, but again, we'll we'll get to what we think about the punk stuff in just a moment. But of course, that is why they very much made it clear who, who it was on Raw, and then even put him in a graphic anyway, as you can see if you're watching with us on YouTube as well. Um, of course, we do have the Judgment Day, as we just mentioned a moment ago. Uh, get in their spot as I think they should deserve in being in this position. It would have been frustrating to see a War Games match without him, and again last year it was a bloodline. For me, this year, it had to be the Judgment Day. And even the same thing on, on the women's side, having damage control. Surely that's what these stables are for, and that's what these matches are for. So I'm glad we're getting it. But on the baby face side against them, of course, is uh, your hero, Cody Rhodes, who is uh, always uh, the saviour of the baby faces these days. Next to him, though, is the World Heavyweight Champion in Seth Rollins. Uh, big, big uh, baby face himself in Sami Zayn. Jay Uso as well, and uh, Mr. Randy Orton, of course, returning. As you said, Robbie, it would have been great to see that surprise pop, but I think there's still that kind of feeling of it might not have been as big. I think any other time, it, that's what it would have been. It would have been, mm. they would have surprised it. And it, to be fair, even though they massively hinted who it was, there were loads of cheers on Raw. So, kind of a shame we just yeah. didn't see him come back on Raw and, and hear the music and stuff like that because that, yeah, that would have been at least good. some sort of surprise. So, I don't know, maybe he was busy or wasn't quite ready or I don't know, but that was a bit of a shame. But let's get into the match itself, mate. Uh, we'll jump back over to Dan's uh, prediction here because his one uh, is is kind of an interesting... No, actually, one. I'll leave it because it will leave us into a nice little kind of talking point uh, in just a bit. Um, so, uh, let's do our own predictions first uh, and then I'll explain mm-hmm. that. I... I'm going to say, in my opinion, the Judgment Day have to win because they are the stable. But I have a feeling, as you know, is always a, a kind of risk with these kind of things, is that the baby faces just have to win. And when you stack it up, the baby faces we're seeing quite, you know, right here on, on this uh, War Games team. It's kind of, especially when you've got Cody and Seth, the world champ, never mind, uh, you know, Uso has been over himself, the returning Randy Orton and Sami Zayn. It feels like this is kind of a mountain too high to climb. But I'm going to stick with my gut and my heart and say, I think it should be the Judgment Day. So I think it will be the Judgment Day. Um, I 
did see people online saying that maybe we're going to get an RKO, RKO to Rhea from Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope we do. I think that'd be <laughs> quite funny. Um, and because um, I think she's got to be out there as well um, at some stage. I can I can see why the temptation again is to go for the baby faces, but I'm going to go for the heels just because I think the five of them, the Im- I just can't get out of my head the image of a dominant force standing strong at the end of the night that are actually going to benefit from it going forward. Like they did with the bloodline, which kind of, to be fair, sowed the seeds a little bit later for the kind of downfall of the team. But um, so maybe two years in a row of the heels and the heel faction winning isn't something they're going to go for. I don't think it's as strong as the bloodline, whereas even though there are heels, they just constantly have to win, it seems. Um, so I don't think it's as strong a case. And I might be losing here just by kind of falling on my... Uh, kind of prediction from our heart here but hey i've I've settled down uh and i'm in for the judgment day especially because jd mcdonough kind of needs to kind of i guess get a win alongside him in my opinion to show that this version this is this is the most complete version of this stable we've ever seen so they need to win now because they're bigger and better than ever so they need to win in my opinion what are you thinking yeah Uh, yeah, so firstly, obviously, I know there's going to be a bit of delay, um, but can you please put up back up the graphic? There's something I want to point out to you, um, which yeah. I don't know if you've seen. Am I on delay still or am I all good now? No, I think we're good now. Oh, sweet as. Um, right, so <laughs> if you look at Seth Rollins, yeah, um, is that or is that not his Messiah render from the last time he was in the Survivor Series? It does look like an old render. I mean, he hasn't got a title with him for a start. No. Um, yeah. What, do you think there's some sort of conspiracy behind that? Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, why would you randomly put that render in? It's a, it's a strange one. So that's that was my first okay. thought. Interesting. And the second thing, I, I don't know if you see the announcement of... Um, the great announcement from Cody, like the little yeah. teasies that he done on Raw. Um, I, did you see Jay's I'm, face? I was going to say, I figured that where you're headed with this man. one. I did see Jay's face Something. and I couldn't help... But wonder why? Because it were part of me was like, oh, maybe it's just when the camera caught him. But when the camera's like stretched out further, he's still doing that face. So it was mm-hmm. like he was doing it because he was waiting for that purposely to be shot. It wasn't yeah. timing, in my opinion. He was doing that the whole time to purposely show us something. Now, instantly when I saw that, I thought, oh, this is meant to make us think that Jay's gonna turn or something but there's no reason to turn unless he joins the judgment day which i know they kind of flirted with before mm-hmm. and then i've seen other people say no he was the reason why or part of the reason why randy has been out so he's just a little bit fearful of him because he's it's, it's awkward and maybe randy being the slippery man he is <laughs> the slippery snake maybe randy even as a baby face will attack him, and that's what he's worried about. Because I don't think Randy's going to turn heel hit. Oh, I mean, he could. He could be the new judgment. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I've got one more thing to tease you and tickle your pickle. That's a weird sentence. Go on. Um, <laughs> is um, Jay Uso, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, um, he's actually put up a picture on his mm. story, and it's got, when times were good, and I'll try and show it. I know it's very Bush League, the way we're doing it. Okay. But it's got him, and then in the background... If you can see... Is that a title? Uh, So the background's in the title. And then underneath is like a canvas of the bloodline. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, the bloodline man. had nothing to do with this match, though. That's no. the only thing. Nothing to do with so, Man, so, it's interesting. It's interesting to see what's going on. It's interesting like... to see in his mind. I mean, you know what? To be fair as well, I've really knuckled down this whole Judgment Day thing, but it's not five of them, is it? Drew's not an official member. No. So maybe all this has just been to kind of get the numbers up. But they didn't need to do it. It could have been four and four, just like the women's was a four and four, unless they just really wanted Randy to come back for this. So not have no idea. Oh, I don't know. Um, so maybe I kind of go back on that. But but even that, I think Drew should be in a bloodline. If you're going to do it, go full force with it, man. Like, put yeah. him in a bloodline. Not the bloodline, excuse me. Uh, judgment <laughs> Day. Um, oh, it's man, hard, maybe I'm wrong. It, like, I, I do see the idea of Judgment Day winning because it makes sense. They're the more complete unit. But Yeah, but then posing with just... Drew isn't quite the image I was just thinking of unless Drew's in the group officially. So, yeah. Not. Or at least as an honorary member, but there's been stuff going on with him and Rhea kind of backstage that they've been. Yeah. And if she's the leader, uh, as they're now saying, you know, it's her, that her discretion, who's in and who isn't. I guess. Yeah, and I think it should be. I think they should say, they should, like, I think they should win and then they should say to Drew, look, man, we work well together, you know, like, and, and he does fully come into the yeah. I, I think that would be good. Um, we get the, but, uh, the, could, the visual of. Um, <laughs> Drew McIntyre receiving a jacket from uh, Damian Priest. <laughs> like JD, JD Madonna got a jacket from Priest, didn't it? So oh, no, I don't so, think so, I saw that. Did you not? He's like, oh, no. I trust you. I trust you now. And he, he gave goes, a jacket. Well, yeah, and he's like, well, welcome to the team or something like that. And he gave him an honorary jacket. And uh, it's not like Finn they all goes, wear jackets. And Finn goes to him, ah, oh, you're finally in now, are you? And then. The, the whole moment happened and then I think JD went for a match um, but I would love to see it or even if he just goes oh welcome to the team hands him like a kilt of Judgment Day or just, <laughs> Judgment Day kilt. something a purple kilt um, yeah, yeah. A purple kilt. <laughs> well it might be I mean again I, what else is Drew going to do unless he just fully heal on his own but like he's at he's basically turned heel now there's no benefit in him going one on one with someone uh, outside of Judgment Day you might as well put him with the group I know like that might muddy the waters is kind of you know, or water down what Judgment Day is. Now we've got two extra new members in the space of just like a month or two. But yeah, man, just whatever. Like, it, I don't think it's that bad. Like to to kind of add him in. Um, it does fill out the loop somewhat. And I think if you look back on the history, say five years from now of Judgment Day, maybe you wouldn't go. Oh, Drew was a proper member or something like that. Even if he does join, because they probably ain't going to last too long. But maybe they do. Maybe they last for another two years, and Drew's leaders for two years or something like that. So, um, but that does kind of make me worry now for my own prediction. I do think the baby faces probably have a better chance than I actually uh, gave them once you start stacking up those uh, those things. There, I love the idea that you've you've come up with there though of Don because you know trying his best to kind of go in last because you know really he's, he's never been in an environment like this. You know, like it's it's going to be a completely different type of match for him. Um, so I think they should play into that. I think that's a really yeah. good idea. Uh, now, Dan has gone for... Actually, have you committed? Have you gone... Um, so I'm look, I'm going Judgment Day because I feel like that makes more sense. Okay. But then it's, it's weird just the idea of the babyface is not getting the win. But I feel like they need to take that loss. They need to eat that loss because storytelling is long-term, especially for someone like Cody. like Because he still hasn't a lot of them still haven't been able to finish what they need to do, especially with Cody being, he he beat Brock, he beat someone else. So by him not beating the judgment day as a group, it's something for him to do on his own. 
okay. or there's more something more to that, you know? So yeah. I feel right now, um, Judgment Day have to get that win. Okay, right. So we've been pretty much the same, I think, for all of our predictions yeah. so far. Dan has been different to us. And, of course, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Lucas ends up saying. Of course, we will be back again for our build-up show on the weekend as well, uh, where any other matches that get announced, we'll be kind of uh, predicting there. And uh, just kind of getting ourselves and yourselves in the mood and hyped up for the PLE as we do every month. There are some of our favorite streams to do. So we hope you join us for it as well. If you haven't already, please subscribe and uh, let us know what you think is going to happen uh, this weekend. Uh, Daniel White is joining us. Hi, guys. Uh, what do you think of Randy returning? Yeah, so really excited about it. Uh, I'm not sure uh, when you jumped on, Daniel. So you might have missed uh, when we started talking about it a moment ago, but we haven't gone too in-depth on it. But basically what we said a moment ago was that we were shocked. Well, I guess not so much shocked, more disappointed that he, we're not going to get that shock return in the music hit, but we completely understand why we're kind of seeing punk rumours, which we'll get onto in a moment as well. But generally speaking, yeah, we haven't really spoken about Randy coming back himself, Rob. So thanks for bringing mm. it up, Daniel. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for it, man. Really, really excited to see him back. He's such a great character and in-ring performer. He looked like he was having the time of his life uh, before he left and got injured, of course. And a big part of that, sadly, you know, isn't going to be picked up on now, which is Riddle. You know, I actually thought he'd be coming back and maybe turning on Riddle. We talked about this a few months ago, didn't we, around WrestleMania as well. Um, but yeah, that, that it is strange um, that he's, I mean, he's been out for so long. That's how much has changed. Uh, but so he might not come back in the same way as, you know, what could have been if all the stuff with Riddle didn't go down. Uh, as far as, I mean, you got to remember Riddle went away for a bit and then come back and it just didn't really ignite after that. Um, and now Riddle's gone completely. So uh, it is a shame, but still, regardless, you know, you can't be against welcoming back, you know, one of the greatest of all time. Um, so really excited for that, man. What, what are you thinking, Rob, as far as your, your general thoughts on the return of Randy Orton? Yeah, like, I'm really looking forward to it. What, I'm intrigued that is how they're going to do it because obviously the last per if it was just a standard five on five Survivor Series rules match, um, it'd be interesting because Randy would be the last person out to get this big pop, right? Yeah. But they go into the cages. So I'm intrigued yeah. as to how they're going to do it and like where it goes from there. Um, the other thing though, as I just said, we have no traditional Survivor Series match. Um, yeah. That's that's yeah, so strange to me. You can't. How can you have Survivor Series without having the Survivor Series match? It's like having a Rumble without the Rumble. Like it does, yeah, I mean, it's so bizarre. We mentioned it last year. I do get why War Games links with Survivor Series, um, but in my opinion, they should be separate. Um, mm. If if you can make Survivor Series, I think this is don't get me wrong. This is breathe new life into Survivor Series, but I think yeah. there's a way to do that separate to war games uh, as much as i like war games i know uh, uh lucas ain't a fan and, and you know uh, we, we touched on that last year but um yeah, yeah be interested uh daniel's has enough comment here saying i've got a feeling he's gonna rko seth after the match and focus on the title. Uh, i think that's a good point there um randy going after the title is one of those things that kind of just makes sense you can plug him in a gap anywhere you like it gets his numbers up he gets around to cena's thing and of course there's always that possibility that he retires with Cena, who gets the 16th reign or whatever, you know, or something like that, you know, they could kind of bounce off each other. Um, so, yeah, fair enough. Now, it's not the person I want to see take that title of Seth, but we always talk about what route they're going to go down. Is it the person that never quite got a title and finally this is them getting it or someone like Finn who did but not for long? Um, or is it Nakamura, as we say just a moment ago? Or do you give it to a person like Randy Orton who just straight away goes, well, I'm 
again, one of the greatest to ever do it, I'm giving this title uh, a little bit of legs here. Um, I don't like it long term, but I understand it in the short term. And I could definitely see it happening. Um, But as Daniel says, uh, Jay wasn't happy about Randy returning again. I do think uh, that is probably because he's fearful of what Randy could do. Because as as you've just said there, Daniel, you know, at any stage you could kind of snap and turn on someone. And I think even as a baby face, turning on Jay Uso doesn't necessarily make him uh, turn into a heel. Uh, also, I think Damien will try and cash in on Seth in war games, but fail it. All right. Oh, so we're going to go from one Daniel to uh, Dan from this very channel, of course, hasn't joined us at the moment, but sent in his predictions. And he has said he thinks Team Cody's going to win. And he's bonus point in this as well, Rob, that he oh. is always this sure about it, that Damien Priest <clears throat> cashes in the money in the bank. So he thinks it's really going to happen. Daniel in the comments also thinks it's going to happen. What about you, mate? I mean, War Games, there's ever ever a time at the end of a match to have someone absolutely destroyed. War Games is probably a good shout. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea. Um, it's, it's a great way to do it. Is, does Priest have the, the briefcase back then? Because last I remember, Sammy took it. And I've been watching. And... Ooh. Yeah, but maybe Sammy brings it to the ring. Maybe. I mean... I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a good shout. Like, it, if there's ever a time to do it, it's like after talk, war games because yeah. everyone's battered. Exactly, but yeah. This whole thing with the briefcase with Sammy taking it and stuff, like, I can't... I don't actually think... I don't actually know if Priest has still got the, t- the briefcase. I mean, Not I've been watching Raw right. and... Yeah. 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 So, I, I don't know. Um, But, I mean, look, if it happens, I'm I'm all for it. But then... Does he win or not? Is is, is that yeah? Okay? That's it. I mean, cashing it in, then? cashing it in, and at the end of war games, as these buddies are just looking at him doing it, maybe shot themselves or part of it. You know, um, it will. Su- you know what will disappoint me is a combination of these things. If he cashes in and he doesn't do it because Randy RKO's him, like that will really yeah. frustrate me. Yeah. Um, but and leave a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. So I hope that's not the case. I mean, I'm not massively against him failing the cash in. I don't. I'm not usually a fan of that. Um, but if it's just not right, it's not right. But I, I do think there's an opportunity to give him a title and it and it be kind of worthy of of that decision. You know. Yeah. Um, but then, it, like I said, he'll have three titles. He'll have both tag titles, and then the the world heavyweight. Right. So does yeah. that mean we could call him Damian Priest? Hey, awful. <laughs> um, we uh, speaking of Damien Priest with titles, we had a chat to him when he was the United States champion, uh, a uh, a little while back, and also uh, had a conversation with him, um, uh, about the judgment day and his kind of uh idea for who he reckons you know the kind of person that should be joining the judgment day essentially because we're always mm. wondering about new members and new official members as well so if you fancy that and you haven't already check out our interviews on this very channel with uh mr damien priest on the radio's nose pro wrestling channel uh, again if you haven't already please subscribe on spotify and apple Podcasts, or tell your friends uh if they are fans of podcasts but never quite get around to watching them on youtube that might be a way to get them involved uh, with what we're doing over here on Rebellious Noise as well. But anyway, uh, we're going to start wrapping up in just a moment. Um, but before we do get out of here, just want to mention a nice little touch uh, about the uh, poster for um, War Games. Of course, we see uh, Cody in the camo. And of course, he's, uh, you know, legacy is uh, intertwined with this match, seeing as he brought it to uh, AEW as the blood and guts. And 
you know, without its original name, because of course his dad uh, is the one that came up with the War Games itself. So it's going to be nice seeing Cody involved with an official uh, War Games match, if you want to look at it that way. Of course, the poster I just put up there uh, mentioned our build-up show, of course. So as I mentioned earlier on, we'll be back on Saturday to uh, dive a little bit deeper into these predictions, uh, especially if uh, kind of things have changed and smacked down that might have swayed us a little bit. But we are locked in. We can't change anymore. But it'd be interesting to see if we could have uh, had the chance, would we have done so? And of course, if any mm. other matches do get announced on SmackDown or uh, in the 24 hours between that and the show itself on Saturday night, uh, we'll be here to uh, dive into those predictions as well. Now, before we do get out of here, I think we have to talk a little bit about the biggest rumour around this, which I, I'll be honest, I don't think is going to come to fruition. But as always, there is that tiny, 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 tiny part of me that thinks, what if? And the what if this time is... What if CM Punk does return to WWE this weekend? Mm. Now, it will be a massive moment. And I think it's been speculated for a while because where it is and it being the top four or five PLE. But if it weren't for that, I don't think it'd be something people thought was realistic at all. I do think the opportunity is there. I do think the door is open eventually. And, I, you know, never say never in this business and the amount of people that come back then we expected them never to and gone into the Hall of Fame, we expected them never to. Um, I do think there is a possibility, but I do think also that there's a chance he's somewhat too hot to handle uh, for WWE right now. But if there's ever a time to cash in on his hype, it's kind of now as well, you know, so there is that. Uh, but then you could also say absence makes the heart grow fonder and all that. We're all jumping all over uh the internet when he was out for what seven odd years and came back as well so um interesting in your heart of hearts is he coming back this weekend and what are your thoughts surrounding it anyway um i don't know man i honestly i really don't know like do i want to see it happen yeah that'd be cool the other side of me though like that's the other coin is why? Like, does he, why does he need to come back? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I get it. I, I love Punk. I was a massive CM Punk fan. Um, you know, especially he's like the summer of Punk. Um, the, yeah. both of them, uh, the AEW yeah. one and the one in WWE. But it, uh, but why? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, I know Strike what the Iron and we always say if there's a time for it to happen, is it's do it now while it's hot. Yeah. But with Punk just coming back, it, is there a reason? Because I mean, him just coming out. There's a lot going on in WWE where they don't need him at the moment. Yeah. But to capitalize on some buzz like that is never a bad thing in that sense. So it will be, <clears throat> excuse me, be a massive moment. <clears throat> oh, it's like I'm getting choked up about this one, mate. <laughs> It'd be a massive, massive moment. But I do think fans are kind of burnt out. We talked about this. If you haven't already, go back and check out the stream we did when he when he left the AEW as well, just kind of talking about this kind of chaotic, you know, couple of years we've seen with CM Punk lately. And it is a shame because, uh, again, just like you said there, mate, I've, I was a massive CM Punk fan. And if you come out and we heard Cole Personality Person on this weekend, I'd, I'd lose my mind. Like I'd be so excited. But that would be it. Just a moment. Like, I've nothing, yeah. there is nothing at the moment because of how burnt I've been by a lot of it. That makes me think, you know what? And this is the feud I wanted to go into. Like, I don't have anything. Um, of course, there's a, another possible place he does slot into this show, which maybe we'll get into in a moment. Um, but what was you going to say there? Um, I was going to say, 
I think the thing that annoys me, and obviously I know we are a wrestling, do you want to put it as a journalist kind of, we don't do a column, but, you know, we, we talk about news and all that sort of stuff, you know. So we are kind of within that wrestling media world. Um, but it's the false hope from, I think, other, without branding them, other guys that think they've got insiders in these dirt sheets because yeah. now this is a situation where, to me, if Punk doesn't come back, people are going to go, oh, he didn't turn up. But he wasn't yeah. promised. Yeah, So yeah. you're going to get angry about something that didn't happen but wasn't even promised. So and WWE themselves has kind of really gone all out to make us not think he's coming back. Not to surprise us, but to not make us get annoyed yeah. with this whole Randy Orton announcement. So, you know, and that's what I mean. So it's such an awful situation because if he doesn't come back, fans are irritated and that could put a stain on Survivor Series. And it's if he no does one's come fault, back, really, yeah. Exactly. And you know, the people that are, are to blame are the ones that are trying to get all this inside scoop. And yeah. there is no inside scoop. Fake stuff, yeah. Because even the most kind of um, reputable journalists, of course, have basically said, look, as far as I know, there is no plan. But, like, could it change? Yeah. Like, could there, something be going on in the secret? Yeah. And could there have been talks? Yeah. But, like, no one's saying it. Like, we're, ne- we're not, like, it's not like it was when he came back to wrestling and came to AEW where it was like pretty kind of clear what was going on. Um, yeah. And we've been here before, you know, like, as you said, we get ourselves hyped up as wrestling fans and then we get annoyed. It's not in our fault. And, and we, sometimes we get annoyed that WWE don't kind of read the room and at least try and protect themselves and protect the fans because, all right, it's not their fault, but we've stumbled into this sort of thing. At least don't play into it in the wrong way. Don't have a surprise or anything like that. And they've kind of done that in one sense with the Randy Orton thing. Uh, but then there's this other kind of thing with Nakamura where they are leaving themselves open to it yeah. as well. So it's a bit of a tricky situation there. But ultimately... So, so I uh, think different with the Nakamura thing. All right, so we'll get to Nakamura, Nakamura thing in just a second. But ultimately, mm-hmm. it, you know, gun to your hair right now, what are you saying? I think me, I think he's not coming back this weekend. Would I be surprised, like massively excited surprised? Yeah, but I wouldn't be massively surprised if they kind of, pulled it off because they are the WWE and the ECM Punk. They can come to some sort of agreement, I'm sure. But I just don't know if it's right now. Um, so for me, if you just ask me straight up, is CM Punk coming back this weekend? It's no. If you, I, I do think it's possible. Would I like to see it? Yes. But that's probably mm-hmm. as far as it goes. Uh, and then come Saturday when everybody's excited and the rumours just get that much more uh, kind of magnified and, and whatever else. But at the moment, mate, a few days out from the event, is he coming back? No, I don't think so, man. No. You know, like, it's just if he does, if he yeah. does, it'll be amazing. It'll be so good to see. And I would love them to do it as well. And I know it's proper childish in the way that I'm <laughs> going to say it. But you see how he came up for AEW, right? And they had this whole big thing. I would love them to do the exact same thing if he was to return WWE. Like the whole thing, get a crowd, a moment, someone from the crowd cry in with the hands, but like just to really like we put him now. <laughs> Come on, you know, stop sowing this division, mate. You're usually against that sort of thing. I am, but it would just be so funny. I mean, they would have done so recently. AEW is just take stabs at WWE, and look, I, I, I like, I watched AEW the other day. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, I watched Impact. I absolutely loved that. You know, I've, I've started watching, trying to watch Major League Wrestling. I just love watching wrestling. Yeah, but sometimes you know when you think you're actually just irritating me now, and yeah, it's time we throw something back at you. So I think if they was to do that, yeah, that'd, be, that'd be so funny. Um, yeah, 
But is he returning? I, I don't think so. I just I just can't see it. If he does, man, I'll be happy. Like it, it's more merch, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, the only way he comes back is if it's the stars have aligned and it's manifested by the fans, like from going, oh, it's in Illinois. And Tobias is a big event. Oh, and like he hasn't been doing anything. And then Punk himself jokingly playing into things online as well. Of course, not only with this, you know, the rumors of him being back in AEW and it all being a work, which I think would be more of a big surprise and absolutely incredible yeah, the, um, the devil. if he was the one under the mask. But I don't think that's the case either way. Uh, but I'm still going to get excited about it just in case. Because um, that was, in my heart, that's the way I want. Because I want it all to not have been true, what happened. Yeah. yeah you know, because yeah. I don't like what happened, you know. So, uh, you know, it's just on a human level. I just, it hasn't, it wasn't good for business. It'd be a crazy risk for them to work everyone. But man, it would be massive if it paid off. So, anyway, um, we could see either one happen because the, the, the crazy world of wrestling is exactly that, the crazy world of wrestling. So uh, we'll mm. see. Now, again, we'll be here on the weekend to cover it uh, in more detail. But I do think uh, if he comes back, it's not because of the reason everybody fought in the first place. It's because the hype has got so high and WWE maybe have started to look at things going, you know what, maybe we could do that. It, I don't think it was something that's been planned for months. If it happens, it's something that's happened because of, how the fans have reacted and and the kind of stars aligning and and stuff like that. Because yeah. I think they are open to it, and I think they might have accelerated that because of all the hype uh, and, and thought, you know what, maybe we should cash in on this rather than give it the extra year's breathing space we were going to do further down the line. But anyway, that's enough CM Punk talk. Let's get into the kind of last kind of possible surprise here uh, with Nakamura. Who is Nakamura referring yeah. to? I've seen people talk about people within the company. AJ Styles, for example. A few days ago, people were really hyping up. They could be Okada. Of course, there was a lot of stories going around recently about Okada potentially being, uh, you know, reached out to by WWE as well. So uh, what do you think is going on with this Nakamura situation? Is it someone from inside, someone from an outside? Or is Nakamura just going to just chat a load of rubbish on the night and not face anyone? Yeah. Um Look, the idea of it being Okada would be incredible for me. Um, you know, uh, anyone from Japan, if you're, in, if you're a New Japan fan, um, mm. Okada was is up there. Um, I'll be honest, I don't watch much New Japan. I do struggle when it comes to watching it. It's not the, it's not the wrestling or the content. It's the, I think it's the portrayal and the production of the way it's done. So I yeah. watch it, but it's, I mean, as you as you've said on your on Talking Beans. It's a different type of show. presentation. You know, yeah. Presentation, yeah. everything's so different. Um, and I love watching it, but sometimes it is, I can't get into the matches at times. Um, yeah. But I think it's, this is someone that wrestled in New Japan. Okay. Um, I think it's someone that's had a brief thing with um, Shinto Nakamura. And I believe Nakamura is going to come out and issue the challenge. And maybe it's Brock Lesnar. Whoa, whoa, that would be big. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to see that feud. Um, it's not someone I thought of, and I think it, there is still that risk. I mean, it, maybe this doesn't happen at Spire Series because mm. if it could be the exact same thing they were fearful about Randy Orton, you know, someone coming out to not as much of a pop as they expect, and maybe some backlash. Well, and I think, I think the, the one to kind of do it would be. In the set the wrestling world light would be Okada because Okada signed for WWE is a big story in itself. But I think there will be 
But then again, they are smart fans in that area because I was thinking, no, they kind of need WWE guy. They might go back on it. So that leans to your kind of idea of Brock. I think AJ, as much as that would be good if they actually had a feud like the New Japan feud rather than their WWE feud, um, we've been there already. And I think that would make people go, oh, really? It was... AJ, and you don't want that. It's just like the the Rey Mysterio thing, as we always bring up years ago in the Rumble when it weren't Daniel Bryan, everybody went yeah. against Rey Mysterio, and it felt awful. Um, I don't want to do that about AJ uh, either. So uh, hopefully it's not the case. So Brock Lesnar, mate, that is a big shout. Um, be interested to see if it does kind of come to fruition at Survivor Series, or if it's going to mm. linger on further because of those kind of risks. Uh, but who knows? Maybe it's CM Punk coming after Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, and yeah. kind of uh, solves both of these questions. Uh, the thing is, like, I get it, but why Punk? This is this is the thing. Like, I understand the the I whole... I mean... Like, the, the idea of Punk being there and taking that gap and being the one to go, ah, oh, I'm here, I'm here, it's me. Mm. Fine. But what does he have to do with Punk? There's not. I a... think to be fair, there's two sides of it because number one is like Nakamura not being in a title feud is a bit worrying because I think they did such a good job presenting him in a new way recently. It's been fresh and exciting. He kind of needs something big, and therefore not being in the title picture is a bit of a shame. But having Punk is massive, so that would kind of be good for Nakamura. Number one, and I said earlier on when we were talking more in depth about Punk that I just think that well, there's nothing that excites me about Punk at the moment. You know, like that makes me go, oh, I need to go after this guy. But Nakamura Punk is something that we've never seen and would be quite exciting. So exciting for Punk as well. I'm not against it. I think it would be really great to see. But where's the story? Like, where's the... Because he's saying, set me free. And if he Mm. keeps saying, set me free, he's talking about someone... That has done something. Like there's a thing there. That, yeah. Like to me, it just it doesn't make sense. Like it makes sense in Chicago, yeah. But if this was happening somewhere else, it wouldn't. You know, in, if it happened in London, you're not going to yeah. go. Oh, where's Wade Barrett? Because because it's London. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, there has to be a story behind it. Because if he sets him free, what's he setting him free from? Because Punk mm. and, and Nakamura have not had a, a problem. That's why yeah. I'm saying it. it has to be someone like Brock Okada. Like, it makes sense to be someone that he's he's feuded with. Mm, you know, mm. if Nakamura's become the shell of who he used to be, there has to be someone there to reignite him. Yeah, and... Like, uh, I can't see that being punk. It'd be interesting to see who it is, interesting to see how they do it, when they do it. Is he coming out to the ring and calling someone out? Because, again, those are risks uh, at a show like that. Or is this something that gets dragged on further and it carries on next week and it happens... In December or something, I was going to say the next PLE because I think Rumbles are way away, isn't it? But there's nothing uh, kind of announced for December, so um, yeah, it's going to be a bit of an awkward time, isn't it? December, January, kind of building towards that. Just like day one, is there for January? Yeah, no, day one. Yeah, so it's going to be um, straight ahead to to Royal Rumble. As things stand, at least they might announce something, of course. But um, uh, we'll keep our ears and eyes uh, open for that and of course uh, keep yours on this very channel uh, to hear our reactions on uh, whatever news does come from the WWE camp uh, within the new uh, year as well now um, thank you very everyone thank you very much everyone I should say uh, for <laughs> tuning in uh, it is uh, a long 
uh, cold night, as we've mentioned as we started the show. Uh, apologies for our technical uh, kind of issues and stuff like that as we've gone for on. And apologies from uh, us both for, for feeling a little under the weather. But I hope you appreciate uh, that we've soldiered through to kind of get on with this as well. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe to us here on the Rebellious Noise Pro Wrestling channel. Uh, mm-hmm. Or if uh, audio podcasts are more your bag, then of course, check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. If you are listening on those platforms, hey, Follow us, subscribe on those platforms as well. Uh, as I mentioned earlier on, we'll be back for the build-up show this very weekend, getting yourself and ourselves hyped up for the big show, uh, of course. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of CM Punk, uh, Nakamura, Okada, Brock Lesnar, rumours to dig into on the night. And who knows by then, we'll be talking about someone completely new uh, showing up to surprise us as well. But either way, uh, really fun to talk wrestling with you once again, Rob. Mm-hmm. And uh, really appreciate everyone that's joined us live or on demand or on the audio platforms as we mentioned a moment ago and of course uh, to uh, those dropping by giving us comments earlier on in the stream as well uh, anyway Rob anything else you want to say before we get out of here no I'm, I'm looking forward to the build up stream as you said like you know there's going to be rumour flying everywhere and you know so uh, yeah man let's just get to that build up and have a party it's funny because at the moment you, you, you're trying to stay professional, man. You're like, oh, I don't think, oh, I'm not sure if it's uh, on the night. Watch, I bet the rumors take over. And you're like, guys, they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. The build up was half fun because emotion does take over sometimes. Uh, but we'll see you there, guys. Subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, meet us back on this very channel Saturday night. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the Rebellious Noise Pro Wrestling Channel. On this channel, we bring you some great content from inside and outside of the squared circle. We will go through and offer some in-depth analysis of the biggest events of the year, as well as bringing you exclusive interviews with some of the industry's biggest names. There will also be live show reviews, in-depth features, and podcasts. So make sure you give that subscribe button a slam so you don't miss any of the action.